This conference will now be recorded. All right, so after that technical difficulties, I'll call the meeting to order at 6.19 p.m. in accordance with Governor Baker, allowing for public meetings to be held virtually during the pandemic. Um, we'll take a roll call, please. Commissioner Shevery. Yes. Commissioner Genvia. Yes. Commissioner Lewis. Present. Commissioner Luongo. Present. Commissioner Young. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So if we can please rise to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance. To the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. And justice for all. Thank you. Okay. All right, so we're going to go to board business A. Mary, were you able to migrate over with us? Yes, I mean, there you are. <laughs> I was just having to find you in the tiles. Sorry. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm hiding in my husband's books, you know, so. <laughs> Very good. So this is about developing a performance management evaluation system with the calling center. And so we have consultant Mary Accardi with us again in this meeting to continue work that we started two weeks ago. So I'm going to turn this over to Mary so that she can share with us where we are and what we've been up to so far. Mary? All right, great. Can somebody allow me to share a screen? Yes. And then also, can someone make me host? Thanks. Here we go. All righty. Okay. All right. Let me find. You know, I'm learning this stuff. Now you're going to Teams. I know that better. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me find what I'm looking for. It should be on the bottom. Should say screen. We'll have a line through it. If you click on it, it should on. Yeah. It will say share screen. All right. Are you seeing a screen of mine? Yes. Yes. Okay. Excellent. Whew. I'm getting good. So start the slideshow. Slideshow from the beginning. Awesome. Wow. All right. This is good. This looks a little bit like last time. So last time, I, I'm so happy to be back, and I'm so happy that we did not meet last time and had the opportunity to each meet individually. It really gives. I say us, that means the call-in center, but I'm the only one working on this project, so it means me. So if I slip between me and us, you, you know what I'm talking about. It, it really gives us an opportunity to get a true flavor of organization. God bless you. And um, because as you all know, as a board, you have your individual perspectives, but you have to operate as a board. So we like to not just put everybody on the spot in an open meeting and say, you know, what, what is your agenda? What do you think? How do you think it's going? By doing the individual interviews, I'm able to gain insight into, um, you know, really the culture, the climate, and the logistics of, of the housing authority. 
I'll be honest, we've done a few recruitments. I haven't done an awful lot of work with housing authorities. I've been exposed to them, but I've worked with many other boards, whether it be retirement board, county commissioners, um, um, you know, regional transit authority boards. So it's the same, it's the same dynamics. There's, you know, legislation that creates the organization and there's roles and responsibilities. So what we said last time, two weeks ago, we would hold the individual interviews with the, the commissioners and the executive director after a typo in an email. I finally got that last call in today. We talked a little bit, you know, I want to talk a little bit today at the end of brainstorming about what the what should be in the evaluation tool. So what I want to walk through before we do that is kind of a summary of, of what I've learned uh, since the last time we met as a group. And then we can, you know, talk at the end because um, about what we want in the evaluation tool. And I think I'll combine it to, you know, what are your initial thoughts on goals um, for the organization and the executive director so that I can bring that into the evaluation tool. It was too quick to do that today. And I think I want to get more input on what your ideas for goals are. So. Um, again, this is just a repeat of our slide before. What are the components of a performance management plan? It goes to, I want to reiterate, it goes to the, the organization, the missions, the goals, the, the strategic planning. Um, you know, what is our purpose? What is our framework? And what does that look like in terms of the communication that needs to go two ways? The I want to talk about the individual conversations and I promised each one of you that I would not quote you. And I, I take that very seriously because we're doing that work of individual meetings to get ideas, to get themes. If I could have figured out how to do one of those wordle things, I would have, you know, done one, but I'm a little bit behind the times in, in technology. So a lot of things that came up in the meetings that I had were about roles and responsibilities of each of you what is the role of and responsibility of the executive director what is the role and responsibility of of the commissioners as a body as individuals and that was really interesting and and you know we're going to touch on and i know i said it to each one of you in our individual meetings that in any sort of structure and or relationship, if we're not clear on the roles, we're not going to be successful, you know, and, and, you know, something that also came up was the job description of the executive director. Uh, sometimes these things need reviewing. Uh, sometimes they're dated, outdated. Um, sometimes they're fine. You know, but they should be reviewed periodically. And that's that's part of this process, because if we, in fact, don't have a set expectation of what the roles, responsibilities and duties are, how can we then have communication about how we're doing with those? So I think it's I I'm hoping by not rushing a form to you all, we can get at what we're 
trying to be where our end point is. Um, again, other topics that came up in my conversations are the, the contract with the executive director, the issue, and none of these are surprises, you all talked about them. Um, the issue of the Commonwealth not signing off or approving the contract, is there a lawsuit going on? Um, the issue of having an employee who serves as a lawyer be the lawyer that approves his or her own contract. And is the commission authorized, able to, encouraged, whatever, to engage an outside attorney on matters that deal with the contract of the executive director? So this is just laying out the things that, you know, people talk to me about in varying degrees. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to get at, I am not a lawyer. I leave that to you. I'm not going to advise you on what is right or wrong about contract signing and those sorts of things. That's not my role. I just bring it up to say that came up in more than a few conversations. And I think you as as a commission and you know, as a housing authority as a whole, need to resolve some of, of those issues. Um, so that's my, my shtick on what we've talked about. Um, now I had to educate myself quite a bit about the roles and responsibilities because I got different flavors from each one of you of well, the way it works versus what the legal structure is, what the statutory responsibilities are. And that is very common. I think with a few of you, I used the example of uh, when I was in, in Watertown. I was, it's a city form of government. There's a town manager and a city council. Not unlike what you are. The city councils have legislative and policy setting and the town manager is the chief administrative and executive officer. And it, when it's hard, sometimes those lines move from it's our responsibility versus your responsibility, which is why the issue of having an up-to-date job description that lays out expectations is important. So I, um, the executive director was very helpful to me in sending me some information. And I found um, the state's, the Commonwealth's uh, training manual on this. So I'm just gonna bring in, and again, I also know that I don't operate in a vacuum. I can read wording and know that that may not be how it has been applied, but the literal language is there. You know, what is the housing authority? What are the housing authorities responsible for. Um, who's got, you know, this gives me the definition. Um, and it says the, the housing authorities are responsible for managing the properties in the systems and the executive director. Um, I have to read it. My, my screen is covering that. Um, reports to the board. And again, we can get into definition of what does report do. What does that mean? Um, and I know you're all experts in all of this and have gone to classes and taken this, but I want to put it in the framework of 
when we're looking at goals, objectives, and who should be doing what. I think it's important to look at, you know, the enabling statutes. Why are we here? How are we here? And what are our true roles? Um, sometimes there can be a, a morphing of responsibility. Um, we do an awful lot of classification studies. And when we have a, a great example is in a local accounting department, you know, even if it's Medford City Hall, you know, you have a local accountant and they have an administrative assistant who picks up the accounting and then takes on more and takes on more. And before you know it, they're the assistant department head. They morph their job based on their talent. But sometimes you have to look back to what is our real role and responsibility. So I try to look at the foundation of things before we give recommendations on where things should be. So I found in the, this manual that, you know, DHCD is responsible for oversight. I found the cities and towns, that's how they recreated four or five board members. Um, and then the board. So the board sets policy. And I know you all know this, but humor me for a moment. You know, sets goals and the bylaws for the housing authority. They execute the contracts with DHCD uh, and other funders and hires and oversees the executive director. So that's the role of the board. Um, and it's important to keep that in mind when we talk about the goals and objectives. Um, so really, what we want to talk about is, you know, what are the roles? Um, the, the board does set policy, and where does that um, where does that come into play when we talk about goals and objectives? I want to touch on the the job description, and then I want to talk about ideas for goals so that I can help you formulate a um, an, an evaluation tool that fosters communications on the right things. Um, if you remember when I was here two weeks ago, I talked about what a performance appraisal is and what it is not. So um, I was also able to, the, the director was gracious to send me the goals and objectives from 2017. Um, I am not quite clear if there's a, an agreement on um, a particular job description. So what I wanted to do is, um, go through that let me see if i can figure out how to stop sharing this one without um stop sharing here we go all right i'm getting better and I, what i do want to do is ask you you know show of hands is there an agreement on the existing job description yes maybe okay so i'm going to call it up right now okay so what I'm going to do is screen share. I'm going to turn that on. I'm going to find my document. I'm not going to screen share that. Let me see if I can do this. What is that? I'm trying to minimize my screen without exiting it. 
So <laughs> forgive me, I promise I'm trying not to. Um, okay, share, cancel, screen, applications, roles. Okay, let me see one. Oh, I've got two pages, that's why. Follow up. Wait, let me see. I'm sorry, I'm just not that good at this. Um, what is that document? Here we go. All right, now, share screen has been paused. Stop sharing. I'm going to try again. There we go. Share. I apologize. I'm a dinosaur. Um, okay. You're seeing this picture, right? So yeah. this description was one that was given to me as updated in 2018. So I don't know that we need to um, go through it right now. But what I would like to have done is ask you all by the next time we meet or even sooner to look at this and say, is this accurate? So it's two and a half years since this was either edited, floated, adopted. Quite frankly, I don't care, you know, whether it's adopted or not. Let's use this one as our foundation so that we can, um, it's long, it's eight pages. That's a long job description. But just gazing through this, um, you know, we're able to say reports to the board of commissioners, directly supervises and manages the team, overall responsibility of personnel through supervision and management. What's the purpose? Um, and you know, interprets and implements policies approved by the board, is responsible for the administration of the board policies, and you know, conforms to a contract between the board and the executive director. And then what it goes into is numerous, probably too numerous in, in the world, according to Mary, um, who does this. There, there are a lot, a lot of duties in here. Usually position descriptions have general functional areas, you know, personnel administration, budget administration and adoption, you know, um, uh, are your clients residents? How do we refer to the people who live in the housing? Residents. Residents. Resident relations. You know, you, you want you want this to look like your resume not your list of duties it's it, it's you know initiates writing of proposal and grant this is very detailed and probably overly so um you know so it would you know you see the sections it's almost like you would want to have this redone in terms of sections so what i would like and i'm certainly part of my scope of work is to review the job description and maybe come up with a suggestion. So what I would appreciate is if each of you, and we can get this sent out so everybody's dealing with the same page, and if you have 
former um, previous versions. Let's just work off of this one to either track changes or mark it up and say, what do we want it to look like? Um, there's nothing wrong with what's in here. It just seems quite long. And you may, as a board of commissioners say, well, we want it to be like that. You're paying a highly qualified professional. I'm not sure you need this much detail in a job description. It really should tie to what the goals and objectives are. There should be broader themes in this. When you're dealing with an executive, you know, sometimes we have clerical descriptions that say, I go to the mailbox and get the mail. Then I sort the mail. And then I, you know, answer the phone. No, you're providing administrative and clerical support to the department. You want to be a little bit more broad. So what I would like to suggest for homework is everybody take a look at this. You can either, because we don't want to deliberate via email, you can certainly email me individually. And like I did for today, come up with um, a summary. I'm happy to come up with a recommended description for you all to approve. Um, I think that might be uh, a helpful way to do that. Does anybody have any comments or question on the job description issue before I move on? Sounds no, good? this sounds incredibly helpful. Just curious if you'll tell us what the timeline will be later, maybe when you're done well, presenting. It's it, it, the timeline is, now that I've got the right email address for uh, Attorney Lewis, um, I truly apologize for my typo. Um, it, it all depends. It, something like this, I can turn around comments, you know, in a day. I mean, because it's not going to be, I think it's going to be trimming it down, not expanding it. And I think the information is all in there. So if we give everybody, if today is Wednesday, we've got Easter coming on, you know, so if we give everybody maybe till next Wednesday to take a look at the job description, and there's another section of what I want to talk about that's asking you for something. So maybe at the end we can we can come up with you know the dates that things are quote due, and then it will be a function of are we meeting? I penciled in my calendar is the eighth. I don't know if that's a real meeting or a meeting according to Mary, and we need one more week, particularly with the holiday. I am not working this weekend. Um, I work many weekends, but Easter's off the table, you know, so. Um, Same. That sounds good. And so would yeah. that mean that you would send us like the parse down version to comment on or you will be sending yeah. us No, what I would like to do is have, I mean, I, I guess I'm asking you all, do you want me to use this and parse it down and have you edit that? Or do you want to edit it and have me use that to parse it down? Do you care enough? I, that sounded flippant. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> What do people think? Anyone? Bueller? I, I think you 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 know you could come, you know, trim it down with you know and give us your recommendation. Um to me it sounds okay. unless somebody anybody else disagree. No, I anybody? agree. I think it would be easier if we had less to digest because I agree that right. it's very, very long. Even easier. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So what I'll do is I'll pull out the themes and give you a draft, a recommended draft, and then you can work from there. And and that really does. And when I say you, I mean 
all of you, the, the, the executive director and the, the board, because when we do any kind of job description, we want to talk to the person doing the job because sometimes the most important thing we do doesn't take up the most time. So we want to make sure that we're balancing all the roles and responsibilities. All right, that's great. Mary, now, if I can just comment, Mary, if I yeah. can just comment from my, my vantage point, um, my only concern with that is that the board understands what my role is. And so by, by doing it with specificity, it's much clearer than in general terms. So that when you are um, passing it down, I would hope that you keep that into consideration. Well, you anticipated my next slide, so I'm really happy with that. Um, because we do, you are right, we need to clarify, um, but roles are not duties. You know, and I, I, I think that that is, so what I want to do is, um, I did come across information about um, roles and responsibilities. And I think that we need to come to agreement on that because I think that that is critical before we move forward of, you know, what are our goals going to be? So I will. And if I heard you correctly, Mary, sorry to interrupt, that yeah. part of the parsing down would be to actually fill in, not necessarily the day-to-day minutia details that you're mentioning is in here, but to actually elevate this to an executive director job description that's tied to more organizational goals that affect the overarching business of the organization and that presumably allows this you know in this case jeff the breath to use their skill and expertise to figure out how they want to do it best versus versus prescribing how to do something you're right you certainly hire an executive director with uh and and set that person off on a, a mission rather than prescribing how to achieve that mission you know and uh, and that go these things all all interact and overlap so if you look at um if you look at so i have two slides of this we have you know what is the role of the commissioners and what is the role of you know an executive director now again i go back to the the statute more so than a summary from somebody else um you know it is it is very clear that uh it is an employee employer relationship and it does come down to what are the the roles is it policy is it administrative um and i use my example of a town manager and a city council because you refer to the charter to say whose job is it so and if in fact even your current job description details and that's where i see where um, the, the executive director is referring to, some of that gives some details delineating the roles and responsibilities. So, um, you know, it is, and it's very clear in the statute, and, and it's certainly clear in your job description that the only, not only, 
the, the clear function of the executive director is to manage everything. And the role of the board is to manage the director, not to manage anything underneath the director's responsibility, but to manage the director. I think it's the um, role of the director to keep the board informed, you know, uh, get policy direction, to get administrative direction, but not to get how do you do it sort of direction. So one of the things that I was asked to look at, and I did, um, um, Mr. Driscoll, Attorney Driscoll was uh, certainly generous to send me. I did get from him the goals and objectives that were drafted in 2017. Again, very lengthy, you know, very lengthy. They're, they're nicely written SMART goals, like we talked about, which they were, you know, had a, a, a date that they were due. Um, wondering if they're, it's a little too much, um, you know, to provide, you know, effective and necessary service to our residents. That's the overall mission. And then you have this, the sub goals. Now they have deadlines in here. Now, the fact that there are deadlines in here and these were the last goals that were set shows me your goal setting process has not been effective. Um, and that doesn't mean people didn't try. We didn't work on uh, have have real measurable things. I think we should start with some more specific, narrower, similar to the, the job description. Um, you know, and these are great. Um, these are wonderful things to do, but I'm wondering if it's just a little bit too voluminous. We like to say you should have three or four goals in a year. What are the priority goals? This reads almost like these are, these are the tasks I'm gonna work on this year, which is different from a global sort of policy, what are our priorities? So sometimes we like to think about um, not calling it a goal, but a priority. So that's what I think the conversations we should be having. One of the biggest things is, um, and it's always a goal for every manager, any one of you who knows this, I made the joke to some of you, my husband and I are um, pre-Cana couples. We work with the engaged couples at our church and and, there's four sections. There's communication, in-laws, children, and finances. Those are the four biggies. And really all four of them are truly about communication. It's communicating about your finances and, you know, in-laws, whose, whose house are you going to for the holidays? That's always the best one. You know, how do you decide? And then once you have kids, you're doomed, you know. Um, but it really is about communications and expectations of what we're looking for. So that is something that I did get some feedback on in all of our conversations of every single one of you said and complimented how much you like the work that you're doing and that how proud you are of the housing authority, that it's well run and you're doing well and your numbers are good. And you know, you, you've really done a lot in 
you know, I remember when my colleagues was helping, you know, fill this job, you've come a long way. So we're talking about things of where are we and, and where do we need to go next? And what do we need to talk about? So I do think communication should be one of those goals. Like how do we want to communicate? How do we want to um, receive information? And, you know, I do understand that each meeting you have a packet of information. I don't know whether some people read it, don't read it, uh, skim it. Uh, I don't know. So that's something that really should be talked about of what is our expectation of the information we want to receive, uh, should we receive, and how does that look? Uh, so I, I do think, you know, that maybe should be something that should be in there. So what I would like to do, in addition to I'll draft up, I will, I will amend the job description. I won't make it one page, but I won't make it eight pages. You know, I, I think that you can do more themes. But I do think it's worth having a conversation of is there, is everybody on my screen on the same page of what the roles and responsibilities are? And that's a fair question to ask. And I think it needs to be resolved as a board. Um, because I think there's different, I heard different interpretations of we trust that the work is being done and we're really happy. I hear it's not that I don't trust, but it's our statutory authority to make sure. And if we're supposed to be an oversight board, are we doing that? Job descriptions and contracts refer to a performance appraisal. You haven't been doing it. You know, so, um, and some people feel and this is none of you, I'm speaking from my experience, like if it's not broke, you know, don't fix it. Um, you know, I, I know the executive director does evaluate staff. That's great, that's part of the job description, it's part of the role. That charge to the executive director is to be that personnel human resource, you know, officer. So I think it would be valuable for people to um, talk about, you know, I posted two different things. Is there a, a common understanding of what sorts of things have to go to the board and what don't, you know? And I'm happy to help facilitate that conversation now. I can hear feedback offline and then summarize it, um, but, I did hear different answers from more than a few people of, well, that's not our role. Well, it, it is your role. I mean, um, I think that some people tend to say, we have such a strong person in the job, we're gonna let that go. We're gonna let that person do that. And then others are saying, well, you know, that might be true but we have an obligation to understand it. So I think that's where, when we talk about roles and responsibilities and job descriptions, you know, I, I, maybe we should create a job description for the board as well, based on the statute and where we are. So I think I'm 
I'm thinking maybe it would be helpful if I also did that for comment because it also removes, we all work and live in a fishbowl. For goodness sake, we're on the same screen together. It's hard to say, you know, and that's why I like the individual meetings. And perhaps if I give a recommended um, document on that, we could use, we could be talking about a document, not the individuals, because this has nothing to do with the individuals. This has to do with the structure. So if you wouldn't mind me doing that, and then you would have something in front of you to edit and comment on and discuss versus the, you know, he does this, he does this, she does this, I think this, you know, Mary thinks that. I, I'm wondering if you would take my recommendation and let me give you a modified roles and responsibilities and job description for both. And then we could go from there. Does that I sound support that. I think that would be easier. Okay. Yeah, I think that would be a great starting place, personally. I don't know what everyone else can weigh in, too, but I think that would be really helpful. Okay. So then the last thing I want to ask you for, and maybe let me ask you this. Um, do we want to do that exercise first and then get to what do we think our priority goals should be? Okay. We could start, I think, maybe brainstorming and take some time today and can maybe continue it offline as well, just for because we're already here. Um, I would hate to not make good use of everyone being here. And sometimes having conversation in group about goals, too, might help stimulate other conversation yeah. that doesn't happen when it's all individualized. Okay. Like right. And that was on my list of do we want to brainstorm a few priority goals um, and then when we get the that might help in me defining the roles you know as well because maybe somebody's goal contradicts that so um have at it anybody else who's got a a priority goal um you know moving forward what for the organization and or the executive director Well, I can start with one of our more recent <laughs> work that we're still on, on, you know, in the nascent stages of, which is um, working on auditing our policies to make sure that we are anti-racist in our work because of the disparate impacts in terms of the founding of um, housing in general, going back to the 60s. And so um, I think that'd be an overarching kind of goal of the organization is to make sure that we're fair and equitable in our policies. And practices okay that's a good one it's timely you can measure it you can put a date on it so something like that is um is something like that would be that it's a good goal you know it's measurable it's it's um you're dealing with it it's not out of left field you know it's good I want to continue the redevelopment of the, the state program. Um, the director has an aggressive goal of modify of uh, completely rehabbing the state program. So I think that that's should be a high priority. Okay, good. <clears throat> I 
<clears throat> I agree with you um, on that too as well, Michael. Both, both, um, those are two um, important um, things that we are actually working on right now, which is, you know, um, the uh, racism in our policies and also the state development that we are in a process of um, doing um, transport into um, modern, how would we say, modern uh, era. I think overall too, in our um, as an organization, I know that Jeff has been making and the staff has been making efforts to modernize everything. I mean, coming into 20th century with technology, trying to reduce paper use, et cetera. So I think overall, just the idea of keeping a pulse on best practices and staying current with industry standards um, so that we are able to do things like the modernization and rehabs of projects so that our residents have the best living space and experience possible. That's a tricky one in terms of it might be part of the vision with a goal underneath it because, um, you know, ending hunger, you know, is a great goal. What are we going to do? We're going to, you know, feed this many people, you know, per day or per month is, is the measurable goal. Um, but I do, certainly there's a way to, you can also put something like that in a job description, keeping up to date, you, you know, I, I kind of will frame some of these as well in that way. Um, Well, since everyone's talking all at once. Um, <laughs> another thought would be, um, I don't know how this would be framed, but I know that we've been having conversations over the years about developing, you know, synergistic relationships with our community, the greater community of Medford, because we have lots of different ways that we've partnered with different organizations as well as our city government. Um, and housing right is an important basic need for all people and so there's a role that we play in that um how we frame that as a goal i'm not really sure but yeah being I'm, part of that ecosystem and being mindful of the is responsibility that a goal of the board is that an administrative or executive role i don't know i'm just putting it out yeah, there okay, i don't know no. <laughs> i mean i'm t tossing it out there you know um and it, it in all right anyone else what's your priority and and don't think of it as having to you know list write it as a goal but you know what's in as as a board member um for me personally um uh it's something that because I'm out there in the community and I, I listen to the younger kids and I listen to the uh, the middle. It's some, somewhere that, because you hear somehow if there's a way we could um, meet those young adults that's in between, because a lot of what I hear is, uh, is like, there's a lot of things, not just our um, housing, um, but all housing across the board, they tend to um, look find ways to accommodate the younger kids and the elderly and the live the 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 twenties 
you know the mm -hmm. younger adults the younger adults fall in between and they always feel like they've been left out um there's a way maybe um we can brainstorm how we can reach out to those mm -hmm. and i think that something like that you know you you could word like um a program initiative focused at young adults you know that might be a way to to say something like that to get at that population um okay another one um and again i don't know how to frame this as a goal but having uh more i guess understanding about all of our residents needs so kind of an extension of what Lois is saying we have programmings and services for our young we have programming services for our elderly but at the end of the day there's not much feedback to know really what our residents would want and need to feel like this is a place where they are thriving and you know kind of making their best efforts to whatever their goals are. So I don't really know how you put that into a goal, but um, mm -hmm. more resident input, I guess, or feedback or collaboration, or I don't know how to put it. Right, and I think that the tricky part with that, and again, you are the experts in housing, you know, and, and I will, what I will do a little bit more work on is, you know, the missions of housing authorities to begin with because it, it it sounds like you're touching on is our mission to house people to make sure we have feedback from them you know so i think we need to tie it into that now I'll, I'll do a little bit more more work on that because we want it to be um driven by what our statutory roles are as well, not our, our, I deal with this all the time. I, I, again, my body of work is sometimes a planning board, you know, there's rules for planning boards and zoning boards, and they will try to get a developer to make it nicer. Well, that's not their role. You know, their role is to approve the plan, you know, maybe a planner, him or herself can say, well, we want to expand it a little bit, but their role is to either approve a plan or not. So that's why we focus a lot on where is the authority. Um, it's very clear that the executive director, it's, you know, has that authority and has that responsibility of everything underneath that, that job. But things like policies, and that's a nebulous term sometimes. And, you know, I can have an employment policy uh, versus a what is our mission. So, well, I'll do a little bit more teasing out of that. Now, I know you're all shy too, so I'm happy. Y'all have my email because I make calls with you all. Um, I'm happy to take, again, please don't do a group email. We don't, you know, we're being recorded. I don't want anybody. To violate any open meeting law requirement and i do think if you have ideas on this um if you could get them to me um you know we are coming up on uh uh the day i am working tomorrow but um you know by the middle of the next week let's use wednesday because if people are um get me ideas on 
critical things. So here's the three things. Critical things you want in the job description. Critical things you think about roles and responsibility. And really your top three priorities as you think about goals and objectives for the executive director. We're going to do this. Um, you know, we, we spoke in the scope of service and, and we're going to do this as like a pilot year of what are, what are our goals for the next year? We're going to practice it. And I really think that um, we don't want to overdo it, but I do think we need to define the job descriptions, come up with the, the priority goals and uh, make sure every single person on this screen is on the same page of roles, responsibilities, um, that sort of thing. Because I think once we get that, we can um, stop talking about whose job is which, you know, and and just having it be out there. Um, and and you are no different. Let me tell you, you are no different than any other board or commission I work with. You have dedicated humans to who volunteer their time because now you commissioners, do you get paid at all? We do. We receive a stipend. That's a recent decision. Yeah. I guess in the last How much five years. How much? Yeah. I don't remember the annual. Jeff, would you happen to know yeah, that often? The board members get to $150 per meeting and the chairperson gets $175 per meeting. Right, so you guys are like rolling in the dough, you know. My thing <laughs> that is, you suckers, because you do half your work not in a meeting, you're volunteering your time, you know. I'm not making light of $150, I would take it, you know. But my point is, you're not in this for the $150 per meeting, you know. Um, and by the way, there's work between the meetings too. Yes, that's what I mean. When you average it out, you're making, you know, sub-minimum wage. Forget $15 an hour, you know. Um, that's that's the point. Whether it's $200 or $100, you know, it's, um, oh, great. So if I book another meeting next week, do you get $175, do $150? No. Oh. no, I think it, oh, we do? Oh, that's news. I thought it was just oh, one per month. That was, oh, every Wednesday. It's per meeting. It's per meeting. All right. Well, well there you per go. Per meeting. You folks <laughs> go on for how many hours? And, that, and that's per the vote of the board. That's per the yeah. vote of the board. So, I forgot that we decided that. Good for us. But, yeah. So, no, we don't have to call more meetings unless we need them, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, quick thing. Um, I, I definitely want to... Um, support and lift up again the communication goal that you mentioned. I think it was nice to have a bucket of a goal that says communications and whatever falls in there and a bucket yeah. around fiscal health and management as, as a bucket for goals and whatever kind of falls into that. And then the homework that you just gave us, would you be sending us an email so that we'll have that all in one yeah, place? I'll about send you an email with what I'm looking for, those three things, and then you can refer to it in the email and, um, you know, just, yeah, I'll send you um, all a, a blind copy so there will be no mistake in replying to all. So I'll mm -hmm. do it today. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and then if we could get those few things, I will then formulate um, the documents we talked about and um, when is the next meeting scheduled for? The 8th. 
That's our regular meeting time, I think, right? We moved. Barbara, correct me if I'm misremembering. I had it penciled in, but this won't be ready for the 8th because I'm giving you till the 7th. Our 15th, sorry. Right, that's our regular 15. scheduled meeting. Right. It's the 15th. Yeah, I had to look at the calendar. Our regular scheduled meeting is the 15th. Okay, so why don't we say I'll join you on the 15th and get you those things ahead of time. Okay. And so you'll, you'll give us that parse down job description to then respond to? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, just wanted to make sure that. Can, yep. can I can I request in the initial email you attach the goals and objectives and the initial job description just so we have that? Excellent. Yes, I will. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. The goals, objectives, job descriptions, and one, the one, and all right, ask for All right, I think that sounds like a plan. I think I've you know, kept your attention for an hour now. Um, Just about, yep. I appreciate it. Um, and I appreciate having the opportunity to meet with each one of you. And, um, you know, earning those bucks, that's for sure, with all the hours you all put in. So, unless you have any final questions for me, I'm going to let you go. I don't know whether you have other agenda items or not. We do. But All you were right. scheduled for an hour because we knew that there'd be more marching Perfect. orders, so we need to be That's set right. up to we do that. A little late, so I yeah, we did. Gonna... All right, great. Well, happy Easter to those who celebrate. Happy whatever to those who don't. And uh, same to you. We'll okay. hear from you soon. Take care. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Oh wait, I said no, not yes. Yes. All right. So I'll take I'll a motion. A, I'll make a motion to close um, business board A. Thank you. I'll second. I'll second it. Uh, roll call vote. Commissioner Chevry. Yes. Commissioner Gendia. Yes. Commissioner Lewis. Yes. Commissioner Luongo. Yes. Commissioner Young. Oh, wait, you're on mute. Mute. He's mute. You're on 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 mute. you if we want to have this discussion first or look at the salary discussion first and take things out of order, I will leave it to the board because now that I'm looking at this, I don't know how people want to approach the conversation. Would you say that again, Madam Chairman? So right now, board business B is the state annual operating budget for FY18 through FY21. Board business C is the written report on executive director's salary bonus minus any bonuses for FY17 through FY21, including the balance of benefit time, sick days, vacation, personal, et cetera. So I don't know if we wanna take this board business out of order and do C, item C first, and then go to B, or do so the state budget we, first and then go to the salary. Why don't we uh, go in auto? Let's take B and, uh, I mean, that's my that's my suggestion. Take okay. everything up. 
All right. So the state annual budget for FY18 through FY21, why it's here is because as we all have received information that I've been sharing, we go, we're going back to um, notification from DHCD in 2019 that as we were trying to figure out how we're going to compensate our executive director, we as a board, we did not execute a contract with DHCD, which ended up meaning that our state operating budgets haven't been approved. And as, as I understand it, that money hasn't been released to the housing authority to provide service to our um, residents who are supported by state dollars. Um, I do want to say that as a as a way of trying to comb through all this and untangle what we're trying to figure out, I did reach out to GHCD and I asked if they would come to this meeting to actually answer a ton of questions because obviously they know um, their work better than at least all of us as board members. I'll speak for myself. Um, after reading everything, I just wanted to have an opportunity if we had questions that we could just ask them directly to make sure that we're all on the same page. But they declined being able to do so because of the current pending litigation that's happening regarding executive director contracts. So the information we're going on is based on their detailed letter that was sent to the board back in December, 2019. Um, the overall concern of why this is back on the agenda is we need to make sure that our budgets are fully funded and approved, whether it's state money or federal money, in this case, state money. So we need to figure out a solution to making sure we're compensating our executive director as we have decided, as well as serving our residents in the way that we have a fiscal responsibility to do so. Can I just make a, make a correction? Sure. And, and that is that your assumption that we haven't received funding um, is incorrect because we have been funded. My discussion with the fee accountant just recently indicated that the only problem that we have with DHCD is similar to that what other housing authorities have, and that is that they're slow to release the monies. Um, we have received funding through FY19. We're waiting for the closure of FY20, um, and that ended up in October of last year. We've received an additional $50,000 since then. Um, our reserve amounts are strong, significantly stronger than they were before. And so to say that, or to, to insinuate that we may be putting our residents at harm is the furthest thing from the truth. And I was not aware that DHCD had been contacted. I want the board to recognize that. And, and as far as I'm aware, there wasn't a, a board vote to invite DHCD to the meeting, in particular because of the fact that there is a pending lawsuit. Well, no, there wasn't so I have, because so I, have, I had to. I needed to explore that. So absolutely, there would have been outreach to you depending on what they said. So um, I can read what information I was provided. So um, so the response I received back, um, so what the letter says here, it says, this is from DHCD says, good afternoon. This is as of March 23rd. Good afternoon, Chair Chevry. Thank you for your recent email correspondence to the Department of Housing and Community Development regarding contracts, plans, and policies for the Medford Housing Authority. We do hope our responses and attached information we sent you has been helpful, and we are available to further provide you with copies of any policies or correspondence you may need. We would like to respond to your response 
re expand our response regarding the executive director's role in contract of employment, reiterating our early inquiry, sorry, reiterating your email inquiry and providing our answer below. So the question was, does an unexecuted contract slash employee at will status apply to the entire executive director role for both our state and federally funded housing portfolio? In other words, does an unexecuted DHCD contract mean that Medford Housing Authority does not have an executive director in the eyes of the state and federal housing agencies? DHCD's answer, a housing authority is a single entity under Massachusetts law, regardless of its various funding sources. A Massachusetts housing authority can only have one contract with its executive director, regardless of funding sources. If DHCD has not approved an executive director contract, it does not mean that there is no executive director at the housing authority. It means that pursuant to law at C121B, F7A, DHCD has stricken the terms of the contract for failure to comply with its guidelines and that the executive director serves as an at-will employee of the housing authority. Additionally, DHCD reserves the right to withhold state funds pursuant to its regulation at 760 CMR 4.04. In our response letter to the MHA dated December 9, 2019, attached, regarding the executive director's contract of employment, we thoroughly reviewed each contract clause and explain the amendments slash corrections required for its resubmission. Due to a lack of clarity regarding the executive director's compensation, salary versus bonus, as stated in both the proposed contract of employment and the MHA submitted annual operating budgets, which proposed salary amounts exceed the DHCD maximum allowable executive salary, we at the Department of Housing and Community Development, DHCD, have been unable approve the proposed contract of employment and the MHA fiscal year 2018, FY18, 2019, FY19, and 2020, FY2020 state housing operating budgets. Until the contract of employment for the MHA executive director is in compliance with all DHCD ex executive director contract guidelines, excuse me, including the maximum allowable salary, DHCD cannot approve the proposed contract. Also, DHCD cannot approve any annual operating budgets if the executive director's salary exceeds the DHCD maximum allowable ED salary. To date, the FY18 and FY19 operating budgets have been received by DHCD but not approved. The FY2020 operating budget has been submitted to DHCD but not approved, accepted and re ready to be reviewed by DHCD. And the MHA FY2021 budget has not been submitted to DHCD for review and approval. Until the MHA submits annual operating budgets for FY 2018, FY 2019, FY 2020, and FY 2021 with an executive director salary that is in compliance with DHCD guidelines, i.e. does not exceed DHCD maximum allowable ED salary, DHCD will not approve these budgets and the MHA cannot spend more than the prior year's approved annual I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's capital A, capital N, capital U, capital E, capital L. Currently, the annual approved in the FY 2017 budget. The MHA executive director's contract and other matters related to employment are at issue in a current lawsuit against DHCD in which the department is represented by the attorney general. Therefore, I'm not in a position to attend a board meeting that may discuss broader legal issues presented in the ongoing litigations. So that is the information that I'm using to um, frame 
the presentation of why this is on the agenda for discussion. So if you want to offer more clarification based on what they've said, um, that doesn't suggest we, we can't use monies that haven't been approved, that would be helpful. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. Um, it, it's not a matter of the monies are being approved. It's a matter of the monies that they're providing to us. And they have been providing us, as I said, according to the fee accountant and my discussion I had with her yesterday, um, um, when I saw that this was an item on the agenda, um, has indicated that they are, in fact, funding us. Um, it comes down to uh, the question here as far as DHCD's um, implementation of their guidelines versus the law. And the law in Chapter 121B states that the board sets the rate of compensation. And so I have a contract that was entered into in February of 2020 that you all voted on and that was after that letter that was received in December, I believe it was, of 2019. And that was in response to that. And so the whole issue is DHCD overreaching to an area that they have absolutely no authority. You referenced that they're indicating that they have authority over both federal and state. That's incorrect. And 96 percent of our administrative budget for which I get paid comes from the, the federal government. And it all flows through what's called the central office cost center, which is basically funded by in pot in a very, very small pot, 4 percent, a management fee that we get from from DHCD. So that 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 development is run better today than it was when I got here. That development, they did withhold funds from us at one point in time, $97,000, but they have since provided that. You undercut my authority and my dealings with DHCD by, by reaching out to them and things such as this. And we have been attempting recently, Tom can attest to this too, because he's been working with DHCD to try to get the approval from them for the the previous budgets and tom if i'm not mistaken fy21 has been submitted correct to my knowledge it was submitted but i'm not i'm not i would need to go into hafis i can do it during this meeting because i have access to the server and i can i can verify that i don't it will just take me about five minutes i can easily do that well, let's just be clear because the conversation, let's just be clear though. The conversation is not about your contract. This is about the state budget money. So could you explain why DHCD is saying that they will not approve budgets and the MHA cannot spend more than the prior year's approved annual? Is that saying, am I saying that correctly? Capital A-N-U-E-L? And then they also say that we cannot spend above the FY17 annual budget so while money is being received if if they're saying their guidelines dictate what can be spent based on approved contract then that does suggest that services for those who receive state support only can be spent at the 2017 amount so okay. is there a different interpretation of that? i was not aware that we're restricted to the 2017 annual um, without checking the numbers, my guess is yes, we have we have been spending at the state level in excess of the 2017. However, we have not been spending, we have been living within the confines of the budget as presented to the board over the last four years. This is 2018, 2019, 20, 
20 and 21. We're living within the board, the, what the board approved uh, operating budget for the same programs. We have 667, 689 MRVP. Uh, I can go, I can, I, I can really sure we're, we're spending above the 2017 AUL. There's no question in my mind. Uh, I was not aware of that restriction. That's the first thing that's been brought to my attention today. Um, like Jeff did say, they have been funding us all along. They're, they're, I, I refer to DACD and being a fee accountant uh, and dealing with over 99 other housing authorities. You know, I've always said that DACD is good but slow as far as payments. They've always been like this. They, they don't even compete to the federal level. Uh, for whatever reason, DACD, they get a pool of money and then they disperse it to all the authorities. Um, I don't, they, you know, I don't know why they can't manage their organization a little bit better, but like Jeff said, they owe us roughly a little in excess of 100000 which represents what they owe us for fiscal year 2020. Um, they advanced us in March $50,000. Through the end of January, we earned roughly 60000 in subsidy. With the state, so you know they've basically been funding us. You know they funded us close to the sixty thousand. So again, they owe us about one hundred twenty thousand today. Uh, it will go up with the financials in February, March, uh, whatnot. Or oh, I'm in another van tomorrow for another fifty. It could be a hundred thousand. Uh, if you want, I'll, I, I'm not going to leave. You'll still see me, but I'm going to go into Hayfish and see if our twenty twenty one budget has been submitted. It should have been submitted. It's, it, it's been prepared. You approved it. It was keyed up in Hayfus. And it's normally, I mean, I take full responsibility as director of finance, but normally the CEO submits it on our behalf. But I can see if that's been submitted or not. Tom, so can, oh, Tom, I think you just explain what Hayfus is. I'm only getting Tom, you. Tom, can you explain what Hayfus is to the board? You're right not coming through very really clear. One moment. Can we please? Please. Are you all right, Lota? There are too many people talking, so and we also can't keep track of the conversation. Tom is going to go into a system. Jeff has asked the question, what is that system? Can you explain what it is? Madam Chair, Tom, can you explain yes, what this is? Yeah, is a website developed by DACD. Um, it's, we manage we, 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 we submit our operating state, statements to them quarterly. We submit our annual budgets. We do our, uh, our state rental requisitioning, the MRVP through them monthly. We report uh, utility consumptions at our state program, which is 6671, Walker Court. Um, it's, it, um, our public housing manager reports vacancies. It's just, it's just, a, it's a, it's a platform that we can electronically submit reports. Instead of years ago, we used to just prepare financials on paper and then mail them to us. Now we can do it all through Hefus. It's just a platform. Thank you, so, Bill. I think you had a comment to be made. I think you had your hand up. So, do you have something to say, Bill? We can't unmute you. Bill, make sure you're unmuted. 
I muted because it's getting scrambled in there. On this paper here, you must have just recently given it to someone, Tom. 2017, 2018, 2019, 2021. It's going, it's going up a lot of money. A lot of money. How come they only up? Did it go up forty thousand dollars on the why 2021? Bill, are you asking the question about the salary document that Tom prepared for us? Yes. That's Can we wait it. on that? Because we're not on we're not on that agenda item yet. I'm sorry. So, we'll wait. Okay. Thank you. So are there any thank you. Are there any yes, Jeff? Madam Chair, um, Tom had prepared a report for me and he and I'll read some of the numbers. Um, the subsidy that we received in um, FY 2018, that would have been the end of uh, 17, was 100,000. The subsidy we received in 2019 was 300,000. The subsidy that we received the end of fiscal year 2020 was $438,130. So you can see clearly that they have been providing us funding and Tom explained that at this point, they are slow to provide us with uh, 120,000. Um, Tom's experience, the experience that Teresa indicated was that um, the DHCD is, is slow at releasing the, uh, the subsidy amounts. They take care of those housing authorities, from what Teresa told me, they take those care of those housing authorities that are in financial difficulty and are in trouble. Um, but this housing authority isn't our reserve and tom maybe you can address this too but our reserve in um 2017 just before i got here was at 25 percent it's now up to 83 percent tom maybe you can explain as far as how they calculate that okay the reserves uh the reserves are based on our our city in our six six seven our walking court our operating reserves, and I, I don't have the statements in front of me, but I think they're roughly 600,000 today. And they compare that, or 500,000, I should say, they compare that to six months of our operating expenditures. So let's say our budget in the 667, we budgeted $1 million to run walking clear. And now that consists of everything from administrative you know salaries and expenses you know uh, to utilities to maintenance to routine so we budget a million and so they take they want us they measure our reserves they want to make sure that we have six six months operating reserves that would be a hundred percent so we're at 80 percent of six months of reserve so what that means in just layman's terms is the tenants can stop paying us rent dhcd can turn off the faucet and we can still run walk in court for the next four to five months that's what 80 percent means so we can still operate and so you look at your individual budget if you know most financial advisors will say you know um Ideally, as individuals, we should have six months of 
you know, a, a, a safety fund, just, you know, in case we lose our job and there's no benefits, you know, so we can continue living. That's DACD. DACD has the similar standards. So that's what it means, we say 26%, 80 what Jeff just indicated, during, you know, since, let's say, 1917, uh, operating reserves in this block and court has increased from 25%, which is below the minimum. The minimum reserves by the state are 30%. If you fall below 30%, DACD considers you a agency. And that's when they, they come in. They literally will send a team in, and, and, and I've seen other housing authorities where have come in and removed the entire board. I mean, that's happened out there in, in, in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. You know, if they feel like the board's not doing their job, they'll, they'll, they have the power to remove the board. So we don't have that problem here at Mifflin. I mean, um, you know. I think so, we're a bit off topic, Tom, but I appreciate well, this additional well, information. Yes, I think well, what we need to Jeff asked me to describe what we are being I understand. I just want to be mindful of time and actually stick to the topic to make sure we have a resolution of how yes. we want to move forward. Um, because we still have the issue of, if I heard you correctly, that the annual, am I saying that correctly? Annual. Annual. Thank you. Yes. So DHCD yes. communicating to me as the board chair saying that we can only be spending at the FY17 annual. And you're saying, well, this is the first you're hearing of it. To me, that's obviously a discrepancy we need to resolve because we shouldn't be spending above that limit. And the other question that still remains to be true is if you know, if you find out from whatever you need to find out that DHCD gives you the same information that they're giving the board through me, that we only can spend up to the FY17 annual, even though monies have been dispersed, we still have an issue because we cannot spend, at least as based on March 23rd information from DHCD, we cannot spend above the FY17 without executing a contract. So we have a we have a conundrum that we need to solve. I, I don't think we as a board should be communicating with HUD, DHCD, or any, any of these agencies. I think that's what Tom, Jeff, I think that's what, what they do, and they communicate with us. I think there's mixed messages coming through, and I think it's because different people are talking to different people. I think, I think it's beyond our, our scope to go out to these agencies. Those agencies can communicate with, with Jeff or they'll send us a letter like they did in 2019. I mean, also too, there is the lawsuit that obviously they don't want to discuss um, over this exact issue. So I, I think that that's part of the issue is, is I don't think we as a board should reach out to them or HUD or any of those agencies. So how do we make sure that we are fulfilling our fiscal responsibility as this conversation is showing that there is a discrepancy, right? Because there's a discrepancy of information that's being sent to the board, discrepancy of understanding of how the annual is supposed to be spent. So if we, as how does the board educate itself if we don't get that information? I, I mean, I don't think that there's, there's a harm in asking for clarification on policies that we as a board are supposed to be conversant on when it comes to managing the fiscal responsibility of our state and federal properties. Madam Chair? Yes. That's all well and good. Um, but what I look at is the bottom line. And, and Tom has done an excellent job 
at managing that bottom line. And it's with his skill set that we are able to do what it is that we've been able to do. And that site is in better shape today than it's ever been. Um, the residents uh, are being, their concerns and needs are being addressed. Let us not forget that we're in a pandemic and that our staff has, has been stretched thin and, and still we're able to deliver services. And still, as I indicated, that if you're concerned about fiscal responsibility, I indicated that we have increased the amount of, of funding that we have gotten over the last three fiscal years and we're waiting for the fourth, which is 2020. So uh, I, I don't see a problem. Uh, I agree with Commissioner Lewis. Uh, let us do our job. If there's a problem that we face, um, we'll certainly bring that to the attention of the board. Um, but I think Tom, um, with the assistance of Teresa, um, have been doing a very good job. Um, do they deal with D, uh, DHCD on an ongoing basis? They most certainly do. Are they on a first name basis with the folks at DHCD? Yes, they are. Have they made uh, DHCD aware of any issues that we have? Yes, they work closely in concert with them as they do with, with HUD also. So anytime there's an issue when it comes to finance, um, I let you know. Um, an example of that is when we on, on two occasions had some concern with, uh, and we were working with HUD to address the number of vouchers that we had um, had issued because that had a direct impact on uh, on finance. The board was fully appraised of that. We will fully appraise you if there's issue going forward with uh, with DHCD um, as we have with other programs in the past. But when I tell you that DHCD, um, the funding that the authority was receiving prior to my arrival, prior to my arrival in, in 2016, um, the amount of, of um, funding that that development got and the ability for the housing authority to sustain it was questionable. And that's not the case anymore. Sure, I don't think this is about, you know, looking back at all the work that's been done and questioning if the quality of the work has merit. This is not what the conversation is about at all. Um, and. It sounds like maybe if I'm mishearing that you're suggesting that the information from DHCD to the board is not, doesn't have merit um, in the sense that we do have a fiduciary responsibility and there is a question as has come up in this conversation because of outreach to DHCD to get clarification from that 2019 letter. So as you know as commissioner lewis did say um our responsibility as a board is to communicate with them they sent us a letter back december 2019 as a board we've never responded and now we do need to respond to make sure that all of our ducks are in a row to make sure we can spend above the fy 17 annual because if that hasn't been made clear to you jeff or tom or our fee accountant i i am personally concerned that if such a policy from DHCD wasn't clearly communicated, if that's what you guys are suggesting, happened. We haven't had an issue. We haven't had an issue with DHCD, and, and I don't know why we're stirring the pot right now. We haven't had I'm an issue. I'm not stirring other, the pot. Other, the question than, is the can, annual for FY17. But as I'm, what I'm saying is that we have not had an issue with DHCD in, in getting the funding. They have we not have an issue. Can, can I finish, please? 
we have not had an issue with DHCD in them providing us with the funding. And as I said, Tom and Teresa work very, very closely with DHCD. I don't see why the board needs to be involved in this issue. We are addressing it. We, and I, I read some numbers to you. I have it right in front of me. We are providing, excuse me, we are receiving subsidy. They're slow in providing it to us, but we are receiving it. Are you calling into question the information that DHCD has shared to the board through the chair that we as an organization cannot spend state operating monies above the FY17 annual per their policies since we didn't execute a contract according to their guidelines? Are you calling that to question? Since we're going back and forth, why don't we put this on the agenda at the next board meeting? It, I just need to know if you're, asked, if you're calling that to question is all. What I'm saying is, why don't we put this on the agenda for the next board meeting, the regular board meeting, and Tom and I will further investigate that. And we'll ask I'm Trudy asking, Jeff, I think this is a fair question. You, Tom, have shared that between you, Tom, and our fee accountant, you've been in regular communication with DHCD about our budget. Tom did share tonight in the meeting, this is the first he's heard that we as an organization based on DACD's guidelines and regulations cannot spend above the FY 2017 annual. So it's a simple question. Is this something that is current knowledge among the team in the housing authority, which includes you, Tom, and Teresa? Or are you I calling to question what DACD is saying is their regulation that you manage? I can't, I can't speak for Teresa, but I can speak for myself. And I agree with Tom. It's the first time I'm aware of it in practice. It's the first time I'm aware of it. Okay. And so you're calling into question whether or not that is the actual regulation of DHCD because they did send the information to the board that that is their practice and that's, expectation. That, that's the first that I'm hearing of it. I'm asking a different question. You said I'm calling what? into question. I'm telling you that's the first I've heard of it. And I have to further investigate it before I answer that. Why because do you I don't, know, I don't know that to be correct. I don't know that to be correct. And there's an issue, there's an issue with that where they are, and it goes back to what I said a few moments ago, where they're overreaching, they're overstepping their bounds. By because telling they're instituting, us they're instituting punitive action against the housing authority for something that they don't have the right to do. So I'm going to leave it with the fact that whether the board wants to hear it again or not, I'm going to investigate it further, and I'm going to ask Tom and Teresa to address it also, because what that's, my, that's my responsibility to do that. Sure. What will you be investigating is what I'm curious to know. Go ahead, Losa. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so we could just stop. I agree. If if there's if there is some sort of uh, discrepancy between what you receive and what Jeff and Tom have. I was, I was, I think it's a good idea for Jeff to find out exactly what's going on. If they're giving you information that is uh, different than what he and Tom and Teresa have, then he could have it to present to us for the next board meeting to just put this to rest. So what will you be investigating exactly, Jeff? What we're talking about whether or not there's a restriction with, with 2017 and see exactly what it is that we've received. Because I, okay. I, my report, 
um, that was generated here shows that we've received significantly more in subsidy than we received previously. Hey, Jeff, I, I've got a question. If, sure, I, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. I look back, and this letter was dated uh, December 2019. The question I have, and I don't know the answer to it, Executive Director, Director of Compensation. And for, it looked like you got your bonuses in the beginning, then it stopped. And somewhere in here, it says you have a contract for two years and another contract for five years. I don't know if that's true or not. I've I seen it in one of these papers. I can't find it. But if you, if you can see the Executive Director of Compensation submitted to H. DHD on 2000 in the 2019 but uh, I'd like to see how it works. I don't understand it the way it comes out in French. So, Bill, explain. since you're raising it, one moment. Since, wait a minute, Bill, since you're bringing this up, one moment. Bill, since you're bringing this up, I'll take a motion to close um, item B, um, board business, so that we can move on to discuss executive director's salary. Okay. I'll so. second it. I can't make the motion. I need someone to make the motion. I'll make the motion to, to uh, bring the book to this. I'll second it. Okay. Okay. All in favor? Roll call, please. Commissioner Chevry? Yes. Commissioner Genvia? Yes. Commissioner Lewis? Yes. Commissioner Luongo? Mike. Mike, you're on mute. Mike, are you there? Can you hear Mike Luongo? I can hear you loud and clear. Well, I've been asking for the chair for the last 20 minutes, and nobody oh, recognized I'm, me. I'm sorry. I have a question to ask. Sorry. Help so go ahead and speak. Like the rest of us on mute. I have a question to ask the, the director. Okay. Okay. Do I have the floor? Yes. Yes. Do I have the floor? Yes. Yes. This whole problem is with DHCD, and it's over your salary. And right now, you over exceed your salary as far as DHCD. Why can't we straighten this out with DHCD? Why are you in court with DHCD? It's over your salary. No, Michael. Nobody's questioning your work. But it's the DHCD is questioning our salary. You're making one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars right now, and it's all out of the COCC account. Where was the federal money here, Michael? About twelve thousand dollars of this is DHCD. I'm Jeff, sorry. I'm gonna, wait, hold. I'm going to ask you to hold because this is about the executive director's salary. We need to finish the vote on board business B, which is the state annual operating budget from FY18 through FY21. So we had a motion by Commissioner. I have been trying to get the chair and nobody's recognized me. I'm recognizing you now, Michael, but what you're bringing I up. That, but some people have been talking, and mainly Jeff, he's been going on and on and on. This is very aggravating, okay? And I can't be recognized because some people are talking too long. I had a simple question. Sure, Michael. What I'm asking you, Michael, what I want to know, it sounds continue like your question, what, it sounds like your question. No, continue the vote. 
It sounds like your question is about the salary. I want to get to that agenda item in the meeting, but we need to close the last agenda item first. So if you My have question. questions about the state annual operating budget, we can take I, those now. But will you listen to me, Madam Chairman? My question was going to be, it's all over DHCD, and what's the problem? Why the problem with the, with the, with the, with the state that only gives us about, what, 10% of the, the monies? You're saying 90% is federal money, and for 10%, we've been talking for an, over an hour on something that simply because he, he's in court with them. Put the vote, go ahead, put the vote, Madam Chairman. So can we finish taking the vote to close board business B? Well, do, do, we, do we just vote? Do we so, vote Jeff, will you finish the roll call, please? Bill oh, made the motion, Losa seconded. Can we finish the vote, please? Yes, C Commissioner Luongo. No. Commissioner Young. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Now we can take um, the written report on executive director's salary that Tom forwarded to us. Thank you, Tom, for putting this together in short order. Now, Michael Luongo, go ahead with your comment and questions related to the executive director's salary. My question to the director is, this ongoing thing with DHCD has to do with the, your, the, the rest of your pay, from, from what I understand. Is that right? Yes, sir. Why do you have why are you people in court with DHCD? Because they're overstepping their bounds, Michael. It's not only with the salary. There are, there are numerous there are numerous plaintiffs in this yes. that are doing DHCD because DHCD not only is restricting contracts because of amounts, but they're restricting contracts as far as the verbiage. And if you don't use their contract. The, the contract that they are dictating that housing authorities use, then they won't approve the contract. They don't have the ability to be punitive and with, this is what I was attempting to say earlier, and withhold funds from a housing authority. They don't have the statutory authority to do that. And the statute really? put it into your hands. One more quick point, Michael. And, and I apologize, Michael, but you were on, you were on mute earlier. Um, and, and I don't know why, but you, you're not now, so you have everyone can hear you. Last item, and that is that the housing authority saves thirty to up to thirty-five thousand dollars a year by having me serve as legal counsel and executive director. And for that, the board has voted on a number of occasions to increase my salary, and that's what Tom has provided to you. Tom's provided to you what DHCD says I should get as an executive director. And the, the total salary includes the, the additional salary that I get paid in order to be the attorney. If you didn't pay me the difference between what DHCD says and what the total salary is, then you'd be paying a law firm between sixty dollars and $80,000 a year. Jeff, let me ask you a question. Yes, Michael. I'm reading, I'm reading here some chapter 235, Acts of 214, right. section 1. Section 7A, the, the department shall promulgate guidelines for contracts to be executed by the housing authorities and the executive director. The department may review all contracts between the housing authorities, executive director, and all terms of payments or monetary remuneration. Relative to the state payment provided, however, the state department shall review all contracts and all terms of payments of monetary remission worth more than 100000 per 
per annum. The department may strike contract provisions that do not conform with the guidelines. Okay? Now, who knows the law better than you? But right. I don't know the law. I'm reading right from it here. Now, yep. again, when you started, your, your base pay back in, one, uh, back in 217. Could you run that by me, please? Um, that was... Um, <laughs> No, 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 it wasn't. No, it's $43,692.32. No, that was only for a partial year. That's what right. that is. Um, my salary, I believe it was around 142 in that area. Right, 143. Okay, 143. Right. That was back in, that was back in two, uh, well, 217, 218. Well, actually, Michael, no, it was 146 because that would have been October of 2017. So it was 146. So you, you started with 146. Right now, you're up to 175. You're up to 175, 249. Now, how much of that is the bonus, the 175? Not a bonus, Michael. It's salary. How can it be salary when DHCD hasn't approved? Salary, Michael, because that's what the board voted, and that's what's in my contract. I never, I, I never voted. I never voted to give you one hundred seventy-five thousand. You did, Michael. I did. When? When did I do that? You did when you approved the budget in October. Yeah. I thought that DHCD said in their letter they in twenty nineteen. They, they're, they're not going to approve a raise. They're going to give you a bonus. It's not a bonus. It's salary. Wait a minute. It says bonus. You're getting a bonus because you were very upset about that back four years ago. No. It's, because your bonus doesn't go towards your retirement. No, Michael. Michael, let us get let us get this straight, okay? Right now you are overcompensated as far as the state is concerned. Is that right? As far as the state is concerned, but Michael, that is because they. Are, you know what? Let me, let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. I serve as both legal counsel and executive director. Unfortunately, the state looks at, looks at executive directors with a cookie-cutter approach. I'm different than other housing authority executive directors. The executive director in another community may do an additional housing program and she then would get additional compensation for that it's not that i'm not putting in the work and it's not as if that i'm trying to get away with something um, that is unfair to the housing authority there's a benefit to the housing authority by having me do this we've talked about this on on numerous occasions before and every time that I have gotten an increase in compensation, it's been approved by the board. And it has been approved by the board as salary. We originally, we originally had a discussion with DHCD that they would approve the salary if it was, if it was determined that, um, if we determined that it was a, was a bonus. The board did at one point in time vote because of that to include it as a bonus. And then DHCD ruled that they sent that letter and said, no, we're not going to approve the contract. Right. Shortly thereafter, I entered into a new contract with the board. The board made it clear that it wasn't a bonus, 
that it was salary both going forward and retroactively and, and going back. And and that was previously taken. Since that time, two months, let me just finish, please. Two months after that, two months after they sent that letter, um, the board actually met the, the month after in January and um, Chairperson Chevry was not present. Um, it's my recollection. And so it was tabled to February. And in February of 2020, the board entered into an agreement with me that expires in September of 2023. And it made it clear, the board made it clear in that contract that that was salary. And at that point in time, the salary was, uh, I believe it was $165,000. And I have gotten a 3% raise over the course of the last few years, as has every other authority employee here. Um, yeah, I haven't gotten add, anything yeah. more. I haven't gotten anything less. Yeah, let me ask the agreement from February why, why that we did, entered. Why did the bonus thing come up? Why did the bonus thing come up and you were upset about that? That I was, was very upset about it. I was upset about it, Michael, because DHCD had indicated that they would approve the contract if we did that. And they indicated what? that they would. And I had a discussion with the, um, uh, the, the department heads at DHCD, who only one of them is now there. Um, but I had discussion with them and they indicated that they would approve it. And in order to get it approved, I agreed to that at that point in time. I don't agree why, to it. Now. Why, why are you bringing them to court if they've approved everything? They haven't approved everything. That's the problem. Wait a minute. You guys just remember the order of this. So, if, Jeff, if you would have, if you would have, it, it sounds like you're, you said you would have accepted the bonus compensation that DACD said that we would be like DACD said to the board the only way to compensate Jeff based on what we determined was a fair salary is to maximize the the total allowed salary of executive director according to DACD guidelines and regulations for salary calculation and then pay you the difference that would be a bonus so that you'd have the uh, initial total dollars of money. So initially you're saying you were open to being paid that way. And then you said you changed your mind. Why? No, I no, they, no they, they did not. They did not approve the contract. Because we as the board didn't go back and redistribute no. the money into regular no, salary and there bonus. The money. There were other issues with the contract. They were trying to strike language from the contract. They, there are two issues, main issues, if you go back and read that 2019 letter. It, they wanted us to go back and fix the uh, compensation salary and calculation formula based on DHCD's guidelines. And they only wanted us to use the maximum allowable salary. And then the difference that we wanted to pay you would have to be as a bonus. And they also called to question why we as a board entered into two contracts with you. One that had overlapping dates with DHCD's contract formula or that contract template and another contract I believe that you drafted for us and gave for us to look at. And so those two contracts had overlapping dates. And so DHCD said, you can't do that. We as a board need to have only one contract that we recognize and, right, and we need to make contract. a decision. And that's their contract. Sure, but the question that's still on the table and just to make sure we're clear about what we're talking about. When Michael keeps saying, what about the bonus? And now I'm curious too, if you would have accepted total compensation of a hundred at the beginning of $146,000 and let's say DHCD based on what Tom prepared for FY 17, it looks like for the 16 weeks of your tenure, 
they would have only paid 42,000 of that 146, which means that the board would have compensated you about $100,000 out of the COCC to make sure that you had the total salary amount. So no, that, that's not correct. No, that's I'm not just using that. I'm using those numbers for the point of the exercise that right. DHCD wanted us as a board to execute a contract according to their guidelines, which meant that your salary would have to be paid in two parts, one as salary and another part as bonus. So just, was that is that something that you were not you were never open to? Because now I'm confused. I thought. No, no, I, no, I wasn't. I wasn't open to that. Um, I was open for that to be an additional amount, not a bonus. Um, and it wasn't considered to be a bonus. It was always Madam Chairman, looking at a letter, a letter Michael, sent to can Madam let Chairman. Please let Madam, Jeff finish. Uh, Michael, let, please let Jeff finish and then you can speak. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, I was always of the opinion that it was it was included as part of my salary. The the example that you just used, this is the DHCD calculation. This isn't what DHCD pays. DHCD contributes through a management fee that the housing authority owns, approximately twelve thousand dollars a year to my salary. They don't pay forty two thousand out of forty three. They they contribute through a management fee of only twelve grand. That's what the proration is. The remaining amount of that comes from the federal programs. What DHCD is attempting to do is to tell the housing authority how to best spend its money that they don't have any control over. And what they're so they, saying is that the housing authority, even though we get additional revenue and we're going to get additional revenue going forward, they're trying to control that and they don't have the ability to do that. They have the ability to control only the funds which they authorize, which they provide to us, which I have no problem with whatsoever, but they don't have the ability to control 96% of our administrative budget. They have only the ability to control 4% of have you our told them that, yep. Have you told that to them? Yes, yeah, that's, that's what the lawsuit is all about, Michael. Wait, wait. Madam Chairman, just a second. I'm looking at a letter sent to the chairperson, Michael Lewis, December 9th, 2019, on the third page, number two, compensation. Compensation. Where am I now? As we stated above, DHCD will not approve any executive director contract where the salary exceeds the allowable maximum for a DHCD salary and qualifications. Scheduled in effect, the, allow the allowable maximum salaries as follows and it says see enclosed relation okay now i'm totally in this down here at 138,000 144,000 you're up to 175,000 i'm going to ask you a question jeff uh you went over to see the retirement board recently is that right i'm sorry michael you went over to visit the retirement board recently. Is that correct? Now, the only time I've been in the city hall, Michael, is when I got a shot for the uh, the vaccine. You didn't, you didn't go up and talk to someone in the retirement board. I did not go over there, Michael. Oh, that's not what I heard. So I still don't understand the issue. Then, so 
if if DH we could right, so if this is a matter of the housing authority deciding how much we want to compensate you, that's not an issue according to DHCD. They're simply saying you can compensate as much as you want. There's only this amount that's going to be counted as salary and this amount counted as bonus. So if we wanted to pay two hundred thousand dollars, we could. We no. could make no this. no. No. Yes, it would have to be we maximize the executive director calculation according to DHCD and pay the difference as a bonus. That's what they're presenting as the solution for we as a board wanting to compensate our executive director in a way that we think is a fair amount. And they're saying, okay, great, if you want to do that, here's how you can do that within our guidelines. But so don't understand, um, again, it's I'm now confused as to whether or not that pay structure of a salary and a bonus is what is the issue, as opposed to just one lump sum money that is all considered salary. Because I think if, if we get that clarification as a board, then we can kind of clarify this issue with why our, our budgets aren't cleared up and these whole issues related to your salary compensation being tied to the how money comes in or how it can be used for our state properties. So we need to be able to A, divorce those issues, but still be able to stay within the spirit of the laws and everything that currently govern us. That that's part of what the lawsuit's about. It's it's there's I don't know ten housing authorities and executive directors and 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 um, in this in the lawsuit and and right now there's a pending motion to dismiss that you know the court will decide upon. So I mean I think part of the issue is the salary. Part of the issue was the terms of, of the contract itself. I, I think the biggest thing we had talked about previously was the overreach and the fact that like we've said. 5%, you know, there's 5% of the budget and they're trying to control 100% of what the executive, executive director does and is compensated for. We ran the numbers basically and it was like, look, if Jeff's going to be the attorney and the executive director, you know, we, we would pay him this additional funds, which was a savings benefit from, from previous years. We looked at all the budgets last, you know, when we went over this and we did the, the, the new contract and it was a net savings. So... Adam Go ahead, Michael. That's not what DHCD presents. DHCD never calls to question the total amount we want to pay. They're only calling to question how we're paying it. So that's what I feel like we still aren't being crystal clear about because DHCD said, fine, you want to pay him X amount of dollars? Here's the maximum that DHCD will recognize in salary, and the difference will have to be a bonus. So, for example, from October 17 to you know October 1, 2017 to September 30th, 2018, Jeff mentioned that his salary was about 142. DHCD recognizes that in that letter from December 2019, and they say the first three years of the contract at 142,000. What they would want us to do as a board is to return back to them an executed contract where the salary would be 138,891 and the bonus would be 7,396 to make the total of 142. So the right. total compensation would remain the same. How it's compensated is what's different. So I don't understand if you could clarify, Michael Lewis, like how DHCD is not allowing us to compensate the a total amount that we wanted to. 
The point is they're trying to dictate how we spend money that's not theirs. It's like them trying to say, you, you can't spend money on one of our federal developments because, because they're involved in our state development. It's an absolute over, governmental overreach. And that's why we agreed to go to the lawsuit along with an, other, a bunch of other housing authorities. I, I don't know why we're fighting over this, that something that we have a contract with the executive director till 2023 that we all voted on. We have the litigation that we all signed up for. I, I, I don't know why, to me, there's no, there's no issue right now. But I don't know why we're discussing this, but that's just me. Maybe I, I'm lost. Could you answer the question to clarify like how we're not compensating the total salary, even if we were to follow DHCD's guidelines? That's the part that's still really unclear to me because the total compensation is still possible. Georgiana, we submitted we submitted a contract uh, identifying that as additional in bonus, and they came back and, and did not approve it. I don't have the correspondence in front of me, and I don't have the correspondence that you're referencing uh, in front of me either. I don't have a copy of that, not in front of me. Um, but they refused to approve the, uh, the compensation as a whole, even though it made sense to do so based upon the fact that, one, uh, I, I'm able to manage that. Two, I have my hand on it on a daily basis. And three, there's a significant savings to the housing authority overall. Could Made you share with the board people. the rejection? Be could you share with the board the correspondence that you received from DHCD rejecting? I have to look and see what I've gotten. I, I, I don't know what it is that I've gotten. I, I, and I don't know what it is that you're referencing. The same letter. Everybody, I can forward it to you, but DHCD yeah, forward, sent the forward letter. that letter to me. That was back two years ago. I have to recreate that. But as Michael indicated, the letter that DHCD sent rejecting. Could you send us? Because you just said that DACD sent a letter rejecting and, the breakdown. And it may have been that letter. I don't know. I have to see. I, I, I'm blind here because I don't have that in front of me. It's right here. It's nine. It's 19 pages. I'm surprised you don't have it in front of me, Michael. I'm surprised you don't have it, Michael. It's signed oh. by Amy Fitley or whatever her name yeah, I'm, is. I'm sure I have it, Michael, but I don't have it in front of me. Is what the I'm other saying. thing, Madam Chairman, if I may, yes. public housing authority compensation. Department of Housing and Urban Development. You're familiar with that, Jeff? Or Michael? Uh, repeat that, Michael. I don't know what it was. Repeat it. Public Housing Authority Compensation. Department of Housing and Urban Development. It tells you that we're in that Massachusetts. They have regions, and we're in Region 1. Connecticut, Vermont, Massachusetts, Maine, New Hampshire, and Rhode Island. And we have over 1,200 uh apartments, right? Total, what do we have? How many do we have? Uh, just under two thousand. Just under nineteen hundred, Michael. Nineteen hundred? Okay. Just under nineteen hundred. This says twelve hundred plus cap range max includes location adjustment. Twelve 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 hundred and fifty uh, yeah, uh, one thousand two hundred and fifty plus they give you a, a salary cap. One forty seven, I'm just gonna round it off. 147, 155. Now this goes back a couple of years. This article that I have, and it's, it's you know, I'm just saying it's, it's from HUD. The HUD thing. The whole, the bottom line here is DHCD, and why it can't be resolved without us doing all this. I'm not going to call it argument, discussion. It goes back five, four, uh, three and a half, almost four years. That that they didn't want to approve your your salary. In fact, right now, 
you're still the acting director. Am I correct? No. As far as DH is, DHCD is concerned, you're the acting director. I am not the acting director, Michael. I have a, I have a contract with the board pursuant yes. to Mass General Law, and that's the whole issue. You have the right to employ me. You've employed have, me, and I have um, a contract. I have a contract through September of 23. How is their concern? You are the acting director. I don't care what they're con as far as they're concerned, Michael. I'm telling you legally what it is, and that's the whole that's the whole point of the lawsuit. Madam Chairman, you know what I think we ought to do, and I'm going to make a motion that we hire an attorney to come in and help us out with this because. Other than a few people, and I admit I'm one of them, this is this is a lot of paperwork, and I don't understand a lot of it. I'm going to make a motion at this time that we hire an attorney to come in and help us out and straighten this thing out once and for all. We have an attorney. I put that, I put that in form of a motion, Madam Chairman. I, I receive and acknowledge your motion. And, Jeff, I just sent to you the original communication from Joyce Taylor. Um, that was sent to us back December 19, 2019, with all of the um, backup material and explanation. And Thank in you. the email, it actually says that hard copies were sent to you. And yeah, I'm sure I have a hard copy, but it's filed someplace, Georgiana. I don't have it in front of me. So but now you, know you have the electronic copy. So that if, way you have it. If um, I can just, if I, if I can just um, tell you that, you know, I know Michael made that that motion, but we do have an attorney uh, that is representing this housing authority. There's 13 plaintiffs, housing authorities, and executive directors. If you'd like to speak to that attorney, I can certainly ask her to, to make a, an appearance at the next board meeting, and she can explain what it is about the lawsuit. And who, who did she work for? She with uh, DHCD? No, no, no. She, she was brought on board by Massachusetts NARO. And that would be to explain the lawsuit. To do with me. Are you a member of that, uh, Jeff? We all are, Michael. Okay. We all are. You are also. You have, you have some well, you know, you're connected real well with them. No, I'm just saying, I, it's, it's a compliment. I, I still well, believe I, that makes that the motion that we bring in an attorney to, to, to straighten us out and put us in the, the right way to go here because this is ridiculous debating this whole thing. And, 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 and again, I don't want to say wasting time, but. It's all been brought up, and we didn't know anything about a lot of this stuff. I, so, Michael, I'm looking for clarification. Are you asking for an attorney to come in to explain the lawsuit, or are you asking for an attorney to come in to explain the differences in the salary and the contract? Right, to advise us the right and the wrong. Yeah. On which wrong. topic? On both. Bill is saying on both. So, so... Bill, your motion then is to bring I'll, in an attorney. Michael's motion. Um, Michael's motion isn't clear. So, Michael, can you clarify what your motion is, please? What would we asking the attorney to come and help us with? We can ask an attorney to help us with everything that we're talking about tonight. Whether it be salary, whether it be contract, whether it be DHCD and how much authority they have. According to Jeff and Michael Lewis, DHC doesn't have any uh, any connection or anything to say, really, according to them. And they mm -hmm. may be right. I don't know. We do okay. get money, even though it's 5% or 10%. Can I make a suggestion? Could, could I just make one sure. more suggestion? 
And then, Bill I, I, and then my time, I give up my time earlier. I, I, uh, Go ahead, Bill. I'd just, I just like to add, when they explain, there's a first contract for three years and an overlapping contract for five years. How, how does that work? You know, just explain how that works. I'm sure it's something that was either misprint or I, I don't know. I just don't understand it. Okay, and I'll, I'll second Michael. And Mike Lewis, you wanted to say something? I, I was just going to suggest, why don't, at the next meeting, if possible, we get Michelle Randazzo, who's the attorney for the lawsuit, see if she answers the questions. If people aren't satisfied, then we can talk about other possible steps or, or whatever if, if people want to go. I think we can get the attorney who's in, who's representing the housing authority and other housing authorities on it against the DHCD, she can answer whatever questions we might have. And if she says, look, I can't answer other questions, then people can can try to see if they want to get other outside counsel for other things. I just think let's, to me, one step at a time. That that, that makes the most sense, but that's just my suggestion. I agree with you, Michael. Could we just check in? I think that I agree with you, Michael Luongo. Um, I think that I don't think we have to do mutually exclusive. I definitely think by our next meeting, we need to be able to really put a pin in this topic. So maybe if if Michael Lewis, if you wouldn't mind reaching out to Michelle Rondazzo by email and just um, maybe at, we could put together the questions that we want answered or ask her, will she be able to answer any and all questions related to the contract, the salary questions, DHTD's authority, as well as the lawsuit, and if she responds back in email, no, I really cannot, you know, leave myself totally open to answer any and all questions that will come up, then we will then can move forward with actually finding another attorney to make sure that at our April 15th meeting, we actually have someone there where we can ask any and all our questions and walk away with a good understanding of what our next steps will be. Well, we can't keep going through all this. We have had three meetings in what, a month? I mean, this is, from having one meeting a month, we'll already into three i mean this is this is just over overdoing it i think i mean we're you know it's just it's it's just it's just not healthy for any of us and it's you know we, we, we are doing so do you guys all understand what i'm suggesting so i'm saying let's combine all of what has been said so there's a motion on the floor to have a, a second opinion from another attorney about um, salary, contract, DHCD, kind of boundaries of authority, as well as the current, lawsuit, the current lawsuit that's happening. So all questions related to all those topics, we want a second opinion from an attorney. And there's the suggestion to first reach out, Mike Lewis, if you would be willing to, that's fine, if not, someone else can do it on, on the board, reach out to her and say, this is what we would like to have happen and we wanna make sure that you are ready and prepared, Michelle Rondazzo, to answer any and all questions related to salary, compensation, contracts, DHCD, um, authorization boundaries. And if she responds, no, I cannot, really discuss all questions related to those topics, then we can just move forward with finding a, another attorney who will come to our April 15th meeting. That way we don't belabor this issue more because I agree we've been at this for a while and we need to just understand what our next steps and directions are very clearly. So 
Is that a fair amended motion? Madam, Madam Chairman, through you, I respect you tremendously, so I will withdraw my motion. I'm amending your motion, Michael, so don't withdraw it, because then we have to start all over. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't want to go through that again, Mike. Keep it on the board. We don't want to go through it again. So are you keeping your motion or not? Because then I can't amend what you already put on the table. Oh, I, I will withdraw my motion. I should. To go, to go out and get another lawyer. Is that okay. permissible? If you want to withdraw, you're willing to. Yes, I, I just, just said that. Okay. So, are there any other motions to entertain on this topic? I'll make yep. a motion that we have Michelle Randazzo come to the next meeting and she can discuss what she can discuss as far as the lawsuit goes and the, and the implications. If she can't answer other questions, then 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 so be it, and we can we can decide to go from there. I second your motion, Michael Lewis. Okay, we'll take a roll call. Who call who? Commissioner Chevry. No. Commissioner Janvia. Yes. Commissioner Lewis. Yes. Commissioner Luongo. Yes. Commissioner Young. Did you see his face? Yes. Thank you. Okay, so I'll take a motion to close board business C. I'll make that motion to close business C. And a second. I'll second it. I'll second it. Roll call, please. Commissioner Chevry. Yes. Commissioner Janvia. Yes. Commissioner Lewis. Yes. Commissioner Luongo. Commissioner Luongo. Yes. Commissioner Young. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Board Business D, current events and MHA policies. So does anybody have current events that they're reading about, heard about, and think that we have to give consideration to related to our policies? Okay. Take a motion to close. Second. I'll second. All right, I mean, all in favor? Uh, roll call vote, please. Commissioner Chevry. Yes. Commissioner Genvia. Yes. Commissioner Lewis. Yes. Commissioner Luongo. Commissioner Young. Yes. Thank you. Okay, uh, board item, uh, next item agenda, which is executive session, whatever. Um, I guess we'll take a motion to table this unless anybody wants to go into executive session to discuss strategy and preparation for negotiation of a non-union personnel. I'll make a motion we go to executive session and get this over with. Okay, do I have a second? I'll second it. Roll call, please. Mission Chevry. Yes. Commissioner Genvia. Yes. Commissioner Lewis. No. Commissioner Luongo. Yes. Commissioner Young. Yes. Okay, Madam so Chair, if you could clarify for me, I understand that this uh, non-union personnel would be me, correct? 
Correct. And if it's strategy, then you prefer not to have me sit in on this, correct? We are following uh, executive session purpose two with open meeting law. And that's what it says. No, I understand that. But since I'm the non-union personnel and you are going to discuss strategy and preparation for negotiations, uh, are you are you suggesting that you want me to be excluded from this or am I included in this? My anticipation is you're going to exclude me. Madam Chairman, Madam Chairman, if I may, Madam Chairman, Go ahead. I would love to I would love to have the director sit in on this. Okay, that's a violation of open meeting law policy, but sure. If you want to take a vote to do so. To an open meeting law, this is not how it's designed. I would just anticipate, as when, just as when we have conversation with you know our bargaining agreements and discussing future contract negotiation, we never have any union personnel or union leadership present for that. So as the open meeting law purpose two is designed, that's not what it's for. So um, you know I'm at a loss in terms of not following what purpose meeting two is for. So if we, I would anticipate that's the pleasure that of the correct. board, then we can vote that way. Ma Madam can Chair, I, I anticipate that you're correct. If it were for negotiations, that could be in uh, executive session. Um, if it was to, as it's stated here, though, if it were to discuss strategy, then my anticipation is that I would be excluded. I am of the opinion that I have a contract. If the board wants to set up a strategy to renegotiate that, the board can do that, but I wouldn't be involved in that because I'm not agreeing to negotiate my, my contract at this point. The board comes up with a strategy where the board feels that um, they're inclined um, for me to continue on beyond my uh, current contract. Um, I'd certainly be willing to listen to that, but the board would have to present that to me. Um, at this point, I'm not looking for that. Go ahead, I have a, I have a question. Uh, I didn't get the motion, uh, you know, right away. But didn't we agree to go into that after we we get all the information from um, Mary, how to go about, you know. Um, discussing um how to come with the strategy with to, uh, to do the evaluation is that correct these are two different things so you're correct mary is working with us on coming up with a performance management strategy this this motion is talking about the board having a conversation about strategy around the executive director's contract these are two different topics so, the, motion. Uh, the motion is to move into executive session. So um, that just means that the public and all will take a recess. And um, because we didn't take a motion to adjourn outside of executive session. So that means we'll be returning back to a meeting session once our executive session has concluded. So um, that means we'll ask for everyone except for board members to um, leave the meeting at this time. And let's say give us maybe 20 minutes and we'll reconvene in 20 minutes what time will that be madam chairman that we could say 8 45 if we want to take 15 minutes 8 45. so we'll reconvene the meeting at 8 45 so everyone who is not a commissioner 
would you please excuse yourself from the meeting and you're welcome to come back and join us at 8.45. Oh, Barbara, your mouth is moving. I can't hear you. So sorry. I'm going to be stopping the recording because you're going to be going into executive session. So yes. I'll do a separate recording for the executive session that, so that it, when I need to share this, that that part of the meeting is not um, on this recording. Correct. Thank so you. We have to shut up. Shut up. TV's off. You know, the only people who need to be excused are Jeffrey Driscoll, MJ Page Lieberman, and Tom Fowler. You have to identify, Madam Chair who specifically uh, public body must identify the specific non-union personnel or collective bargaining unit with which it is negotiating before entering into executive session under purpose two. Okay. Public body yeah. may withhold the identity of non-union personnel or bargaining unit if publicly disclosing that information would compromise the purpose for which the executive session was called. While we generally defer to public bodies assessment, of whether the inclusion of such details would compromise the purpose for an executive session, the public body must be able to demonstrate a reasonable basis for that claim if challenged. Right, there's something in the chat, sorry. I haven't been following that. Yes, MJ, please return at 8.45. Executive session has not yet started, correct. So I will, I will leave the executive session. Am I right, Madam Chair? Yes. Thank you. You, Mr. Yeah. Page Lieberman, and Mr. Fowler. See you at the. This conference will now be recorded. We're now reverting back into to special meeting at 8:47 on Thursday, Wednesday. Sorry, March 31st. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. And so now that we're coming out of executive session. I don't, I don't no. know if he's coming back. He might have left. Okay. No, but he can join us anytime because we have to take a vote as a board based on the motion that came out of the executive session anyway before we move on. Okay. So. All right. Uh, I'll make a motion to get a copy of all the executive um, director's contract from the time Jeff first came on board, was first hired, to the current contract that we have now. Second motion. So, well, I guess, Barbara, we do need a roll call vote and our secretary is not back. So I'm going to appoint you, Barbara, as secretary in his absence. Okay, thank you. Roll call vote, please. So uh, Losa made the motion. Michael Luongo seconded. Roll call vote. Commissioner Chevry? Yes. Commissioner John Villa? Yes. Commissioner Lewis? Yes. Commissioner Luongo? Yes. Commissioner Young? Yes. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. So um, now I'll take uh, public input and I will recognize Mr. MJ Page Lieberman. If you would like to say anything, this would be the time. Mr. Lieberman, you're, you're muted. Yeah, I'll, I'll mute him. I don't really have anything to say. Uh, no, I, I do have a question, though, that I could ask people at a later time about uh, just something that's not critical for the meeting. Well, the floor is yours. If you want to bring it up now, you're oh, Well, um, yeah, I just, I mean, you know, I, I like attending these meetings. I only really had a question. I received um, 
you know, gift certificate for $50 for that burger bar place. I guess it was from a raffle from a previous meeting. Um, yes. And I just want, did, did everybody get those or was I some winner? Uh, you were the winner, Mr. Lieberman. You, okay. you, um, uh, yep. well, you got the, okay. it's for Wegmans. It's not just for the burger bar, it is for Wegmans, but you did receive that as a raffle for attending that meeting. Okay, so if I were the only one, then I, I would just rather uh, return it so somebody else can have it. Like I, I never go to the burger bar or anything like that. And I, I, there were quite a few people that attended last meeting. I guess it would be nice if somebody else has it. That's about it. Yeah, it's for I, clarifying, I think that there were several gift gift cards, right? Because I think we had first. I think there were total like what five or six gift cards that we were raffling off. Um, there were there three. Really were there were three. Okay. Yep. But but just to be clear, that's not just for the burger bar. That is for Wegmans as a whole. Okay, you can buy anything you want in Wegmans with that. Okay, but I mean, kid, is there any way that somebody else can have it? Does somebody else can use it, or if you would like to donate it? That's certainly your the ability. You have the ability to do so. I could don't what donate it back to the the commission, and then there could be another raffle. Maybe I guess we never dealt with this before. So Lisa um, Tanello maybe could find a use for it, right? Resident services. Resident services. If you would yeah. like to donate it to That's resident my services. Yeah, that, that would be a great idea. We could have Lisa Tanello, who's a resident services coordinator, um, give it to a family that's in need if you would like. Okay. I, 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 have, I have Lisa's contact. I can I can contact her for that. Um, be thank great. you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Okay, I don't, caller zero four. Is that you, Mike Luongo? Say that again, dear. Okay, so you are caller zero four. There's no name for you. Okay. So I just wanna make sure there aren't any other um, individuals for public input. So um, if there are no other comments for public input, I'll entertain a motion to close public input. I'll make a motion to close public input. I'll second it. Uh, roll call, please. Commissioner Chevry? Yes. Commissioner Javier? Yes. Commissioner Lewis? Yes. Commissioner Luongo? Yes. Commissioner Young? Yes. Thank you. Okay, now I'll take a motion for adjournment. I'll, I'll make a motion to adjourn. I'll second. Uh, roll call, please. Commissioner Chevry? Yes. Commissioner Javier? Yes. Commissioner Lewis? Yes. Commissioner Luongo? Yes. Commissioner Young. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Check your email for homework from Mary. Have a good night. Good night. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you, Barbara. Thank happy you. Happy full day to everyone. Happy Easter. Oh, happy Easter. Happy Easter. Yeah. What'd you say, Tom? I said. Oh, okay. I heard you say thank you. I did say thank you. You hung out with us to the end, so thank you. <laughs> thank you, Tom. Thank you. Thank you. You all have. You too. Thank you. Bye, guys. Enjoy Bye -bye. Easter. Bye. You Bye. too. Bye. Bye.